you can get to the place where you really, really believe that challenges and successes alike are the perfect vehicle to help you grow, you'll have a different perspective when those challenges come. If we can have the, the goal is the growth, not the personal growth is what I'm talking about. The yes. goal is the personal growth. If you can get that as your primary objective in life, it's amazing how much you'll be able to accomplish without the setbacks completely debilitating you. Because now this isn't happening to me, it's happening for me. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker, and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights, and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, Gavin here, episode number 40 of the Business Mastermind podcast. And today we're talking to Chris Patterson. Chris is the CEO of Interchanges, a Jackson, Florida-based digital marketing agency that have generated over $1.4 billion for his clients. Chris, as the coach, is the founder of LiveLargeAcademy.com. We have a conversation that talks how he helps clients, business owners, to go from survival through stability onto success and then to significance. Some real gems in there about how to untie our own mental knots, how we can recognize opportunities that are around us, and how if you do this this one activity with 1% of your time in a day, you will be in the top 1% of achievers in the world. Brilliant stuff. And you also hear about how Chris managed to secure mentorship for a whole year from one of the biggest names in the whole personal development space. So let's dive in to our conversation with Chris Patterson. Chris, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. It's a real honor to have you here on the show. Uh, Great for us to have a little pre-show conversation beforehand to get to know each other a little bit more. Um, But Chris, you are the CEO of um, Interchanges. You've got a really fascinating story in terms of your background and a well-known mentor that you had the great privilege to meet uh, earlier on in your life. So do you want to introduce yourself, explain who you are, and then tell a story about how you met this uh, very well-known mentor. (laughs) Sure. Uh, Well, thank you for having me on your show. It's quite an honor. Um, And thank you to all the guests out there that can hear me right now. So uh, yeah, I started, I started my, my life in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. And uh, I was a pretty aggressive young man and I was uh, full of foolishness and I'd made mistake after mistake after mistake. And I was, I would consider myself a complete loser. And I hung out with a bunch of losers too, which made me the king of the losers that I was hanging out with. Right. So <laughs> it was a rough start. Let's put it that way. I had lost multiple jobs. I had lost relationships. Um, my attitude was terrible. I was just doing everything the wrong way. And I was doing it the way that I thought I should, sure. which unfortunately I trusted my own, my, my own mind at that point. But uh, it was, I think it was 1995. I got a phone call from my dad. It was about 1130 in the morning. I was waking up from a massive hangover. Yes, I was drinking and doing everything I shouldn't have been in that area too. But uh, he he asked me, he said, son, would you like to go to a success seminar with me in Michigan? And I was, you know, kind of begrudgingly, oh, okay, I'll do it for the old man type thing, you know? Sure. 
And so I went out to the place and uh, these guys, one after another, come up on stage. And, you know, one came up and I was like, oh, I can't learn anything from him. He's no good. And oh, the other guy didn't like the way he presented. And I mean, who in the world was I to be criticizing these guys, right? I had yeah. nothing. Yeah. I had nothing. I had less than nothing. I was, yeah. I was just a complete buffoon. <clears throat> but eventually a man came out on stage and he was marching up and down from the left side to the right side. And he had all kinds of energy and the place was absolutely electric. People were going nuts. And I had never heard of this gentleman before, but he started saying things. It's your, he said, it's your attitude, not your aptitude that'll project your altitude. Or he'd say, you can have everything you want in life if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Well, I looked over at my dad and I said, dad, who in the world is this guy? You know, he's, he's amazing. He's saying things that are fantastic and he's got my attention. <clears throat> he said, son, he said, this man's name is Zig Ziglar. He's impacted over 250 million people in his lifetime without the internet. He has written 33 books. He's got countless downloads of his CDs and his audio. So if you're going to pay attention to anybody today, Chris, I recommend you pay attention to him. So I did. <clears throat> and uh, eventually, I, I talked my dad into buying me some of his cassette tapes. Yes, it was way back when we had to wind up those cassette tapes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you remember with the number two pencil and absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I wore those things out, man. I listened to tape after tape after tape after tape. And then something incredible happened. I, uh, I got a job in the States and in America. And instead of being fired four times in a row, I got promoted four times in a row when I was working at this uh, health club. And uh, eventually I became the VP of the region. I had four health clubs underneath me and I was managing them all. And I just finished doing a training and one day my, uh, one of my employees ran in my office and said, Chris, you've got to take this next guy around the club and sell him a membership. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just did a training for two hours. I'm tired. I said, that's your job. Go do it. Yeah. And he said, Chris, I don't think you understand. And he slid over a driver's license on my desk and I looked down and read it and it said Zig Ziglar. And you, is this for real? Exactly my response. <laughs> yeah. Exactly what I was thinking. Is this for real? And I said, what is going on here? He goes, Chris, it's not a setup. He goes, I just found out he lives here in Plano, Texas. And I'm like, what? I said, Zig lives in this city? He said, yes. He lives right here, right next to us. He wants a membership. Wow. Like, Holy moly. <clears throat> so I, I sucked it up. I, well, I had this big pit in my stomach. You know? I I'm bet. Gonna go, I'm going to go sell the greatest salesperson in the world something right now. <laughs> <laughs> but of course he wanted to buy. What's that? Of course, he wanted to buy. That's why he was there. Of course. And, and he really wanted to buy after I was done with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I went out and I did everything that I'd learned from him about sales, you know, establish rapport and find the need and match the need to the solution and all of those things. So I showed him around the club and he fell in love with it. And I just pretended like I didn't know who he was. And then we got into the closing room where I was supposed to ask him for the money. And I decided to use one of his closes called an alternative choice close or a witch close. Yes. So on the left side, it said, you know, Mr. Ziegler, if you'd like to join our club, it's just $40 a month. You could pay that monthly, or if you'd prefer, you can pay in full for three years and save 15%, which would you prefer? <laughs> it was at that moment, he, he looked up from the, the booklet I had in front of him and he looked me dead in the eye and he paused and he said, son, you know who I am, don't you? <laughs> and then I turned into a Beatles fan or a Justin Bieber fanatic. And I'm ah, of course I know who you are. You're the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. You're my hero. You changed my life. I was going on and on and on. Well, he got a good chuckle and so did I. And then eventually he said, Chris, 
he said, you did a fine job. I'm going to do the three years because I think you get a bigger commission that way. I said, yes, sir, I do. He said, all right, let's do that. And he goes, I have one more favor. I said, sure, anything for you, Mr. Ziegler. He said, well, can you set me up with a personal trainer three times a week? Now, I'm not that sharp of a guy, but occasionally I have a light bulb go off. And this was my light bulb moment. I said, Mr. Ziegler, I said, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I will work on your phys physical fitness for free, three hours a week. If you'll spend just one hour a week working on my mental fitness. Wow. And he said, son, I like your style. <laughs> and that's how I got the great Zig Ziglar to mentor me for 12 months Amazing. while I lived in Plano, Texas. Every Sunday, either at a cafeteria or his house or his church. Amazing. And uh, it was just uh, the most life-changing year. So much so that I'm now a Ziglar certified coach, speaker, trainer, author, you know, all of those types of things. So it's just been Fantastic. phenomenal. And, you know, what were the sort of key sort of lessons that you learned on that journey? What were some of the key things that stood out for you as uh, being absolutely instrumental to what you've gone on and done in your career and for your clients? You know, he, uh, he had handed me a, uh, a different cassette tape set. And he said, Chris, he said, I want you to listen to this 16 times. And I'm like, 16 times? I said, Zig, what are you trying to do? Brainwash me? And in all his wisdom, he sat back on the chair and he said, Chris? As much as I know about your brain, it could use a good washing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, first and foremost, um, most business people are stuck, not because the tools aren't available, not because the knowledge isn't available, not because, you know, the people aren't available. It's not resources typically that people get stuck from. It's their own mind. Now, I've, I like to coin this as a, a phrase I came up with called mind knots. I think everybody has self-limiting beliefs tied up in their mind. There's these mind knots that actually hold us back from progress. Now, the people that get this right and they fight for it and they hire the right mentors, the counselors, the coaches, whatever it is, they get with the right sphere of influence. However they end up doing it, the people who get it right go from level to level to level in their lives. Sure. And there's, tip, there's typically four levels. The first one is survival. You know, there's plenty of people in your audience right now, I guarantee that, that are just trying to survive in their business. Yeah. Second is stability. They get to a kind of a place where there's a little bit of comfort, but it's still not where they want to be. Sure. So the third step is success. Sure. And, and then the final and, you know, um, most advantageous place to be, which is what I've attained and I'm really grateful to be here, is living a life of significance. <clears throat> so if I can get the mind right, if I can help somebody get their priorities in order, then I can help them win. And I'll, I'll just share one simple antidote to kind of give you a visual on this. Uh, a young boy, 10 years old, uh, was talking to his dad one day and his, his dad said, you know what, son, you need to put together a puzzle. And he said, I got one here for you, the map of the world. And the boy's like, great, you know, I love puzzles. And he says, but son, he goes, here's the deal. He said, if you can complete this puzzle in under an hour, I'm gonna give you $10. The kid got all excited. He grabbed the puzzle, he ran into his room, he came out just 12 minutes later and he says, dad, I'm done. He says, what are you talking about? He goes, it's impossible. You could finish that map of the world, that puzzle in, in, in just 12 minutes. And he says, well, so, he says, dad, it wasn't that hard. He goes, what do you mean? He said, well, when I flipped the puzzle over, there was an image of a man and all I had to do was put the pieces together to make the man right. And when I made the man right, I was able to flip over the puzzle and the world was right. Oh, very clever story. Love that. So that's the way I like to look at my coaching. Yeah. I know 
if I can get the man right, if I can get the, the right inputs into his head, the positive, you know this, garbage in, garbage out. Sure. Positive in, positive out. So if I can get the right inputs into somebody's mind, it's usually a very quick transition. And I've seen this over and over and over in my coaching where people all of a sudden break through whatever limiting beliefs they had and they're moving towards the next level. So there was a significance there about listening to the tape 16 times. Is that about creating, you know, uh, overcoming old garbage type habits and replacing them with new habits that are much more beneficial? Yeah, it very much so. The, uh, the subconscious is a, is a very powerful part of who we are. Mm. And uh, the subconscious is kind of like a blank slate. It does not know what to do with the information other than to follow it. So if we're putting negative information into our mind, we're going to follow that negative information with more negative thoughts. Sure. If we're putting the right stuff into our mind, you know, there's this, there's a, a portion of our brain called the reticular act, reticular activating system. So when you go buy a, a, a new blue pickup truck, guess what? You're going to see those new blue pickup trucks all over the place. Yep. But you didn't even think about a blue pickup truck prior to that. Sure. What changed? It's what we're doing to the subconscious. Now, all of a sudden, something has our focus, it has our attention, and our mind and our body and our thoughts will go after that direction. Again, this is why goal setting is so extremely important as well, because we have to paint the picture inside of our subconscious of here is where we want to go. So what do you reckon? What, I know you do a lot of work and your team at Interchanges does a lot of work with business owners. Indeed, um, you know, your website says that you've helped your uh, clients generate over $1.4 billion worth of extra revenue as a result of working, which is, which is phenomenal. What is the sort of process that you take your clients through? And obviously, I'd expect goal setting to be a part of that. Yeah, so... Well, I've got two separate entities. One is Interchanges. That's my digital marketing agency that I started uh, almost 20 years ago now. Yep. And inside there, you know, it's primarily just offering digital services and helping helping companies grow, um, grow their revenues that way. The other side of what I do is called Live Large uh, Coaching, or if you want to go to my website, it's livelargeacademy.com. Okay. And uh, by the way, if you do go to that, there's a free training there. It's called the Blueprint for Success, and it gives the five most important foundations for truly becoming a success and continuing to be a success. So if any of your audience is interested, there's no cost. It's just jump on there, livelargeacademy.com, and you'll be able to uh, walk right through that 40-minute training for free. Great. So just let's dive into them. Give me an overview of what high level of what those five key steps are. Yeah. So high level, the, the first one is know thyself, you know, so there's, unfortunately people are kind of going through life as what Zig called wandering generalities. But what we really need to be is a meaningful specific. Oh, I love that. We, yeah. we can't have a meaningful life or a specificity in our life if we don't know ourselves. And again, if we don't know ourselves, we're going to put ourselves in a position where we're doing things we shouldn't be doing. And it actually sucks the life out of us. I know this all too well because I had a nervous breakdown about six or seven years ago. And once I analyzed it, it was just a matter of me doing a whole bunch of things I shouldn't have been doing. I was working on my weaknesses instead of my strengths. Right. So know myself is one of them. Uh, untying your mind knots that we've already touched on a little sure. bit. How do we untie those mind knots? There's the road less traveled. You know, the road less traveled is, you know, it's amazing to me, but 
I think the statistic is 80% of Americans, and probably the same in the UK, about 80% of us individuals, people, uh, do not have any goals whatsoever. And then 16% of us, we do have goals, but we don't have any of them written down. They're just all floating around in our head. Yeah, a bunch sure. of, There's a bunch of other junk up there. And then 3% actually have goals. They've written them down maybe at the start of the year, but they don't review them mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then there's that 1% that has a structured goal plan and a path to achieve them. And this is what I teach my students. I teach them how to put together this life plan or this business plan for themselves and then how to follow it. First, we, we, we work on the macro. Okay, where do we want to be in five years? Then we break it down to a year. Then we break it down to the months, to the weeks, and then eventually to the day. Sure. So, <clears throat> you know, being able to set goals and take that road less traveled really puts you uh, way further ahead than the competition. So those are just a few ideas that are in there, but there's five different shifts you can check out. Again, that's uh, livelargeacademy.com. And what are some of the biggest challenges you find that the business owners, the founders uh, are, are grappling with, are struggling with? Um, probably one of the biggest things is the imposter syndrome. Oh, yes. Uh, have you, if you yeah, may yeah. have heard of that. Yeah. Uh, it's a real thing. I don't know who coined it you know, years ago, but the imposter syndrome is basically somebody's in a position of power, in a position of authority, and they don't feel like they belong there. Yeah. They don't feel like they deserve to be in that position or they don't, they feel like a fraud, yeah. an imposter. Yeah. And it, it's uh, it really boils back down to self-esteem. So one of the specialities for me is to really work on people's self-esteem, figure out who they are, where they're at in life, what kind of belief system they have that may or may not be helping them. And then eventually you get them to a place of uh, confidence when a business owner is confident, he can now really go and attack his dreams. For sure. But until they're confident, what they do is they play small over and over and over again. I was um, I was talking to a client yesterday. I was working with a client. We're doing a, a quarterly strategic planning day. And um, he, he's, he's launched a new brand. He's in the uh, manufacturer and, and uh, business and uh, building a brand in supplements and and. He's a bodybuilder and got a lot of uh, support for a new brand uh, from international bodybuilders. And he's launched in the UK. He's bringing it to the US in January. And I said, you're on fire. What? What's the biggest difference that you've been doing? Because I saw him a few months ago and he wasn't having such a great time. And he said two things he'd done differently. He delegated and let go of a key part of the operations of his business. But the second thing is, he says, Gavin, I've just got the confidence and the belief that I can do this. And until you get to that place, I mean, you can only perform as good as the image you see of yourself. Sure. So if you see yourself as a little flea in a box, well, guess what? You're going to be a little flea in a box. Yeah, yeah. What a great image. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you see yourself as a, a champion, as a giant, as a juggernaut, and, you know, you can think of some of the influencers around the world that are just juggernauts and champions. You know, I, I interviewed uh, Ed Milet recently. Fantastic. He's a juggernaut. He certainly is. You know, I, inter- I interviewed Grant Cardone uh, a few months back and, you know, he's a, he's a champion, but these guys, you know, and, and whether they're, they're riding that edge of ego versus confidence, I don't know, but you know what? I'd rather have, have somebody feeling a lot better about themselves than a lot worse about themselves. So it's a fine line, but we got to march down it and find, find ourselves in that place so we can truly succeed. So somebody's running their own business. 
um, they're at that stage of stability. Um, they probably have got plateaued at that level of stability. They have had a glimpse of success, but the imposter syndrome kicks in. I, I'm, I, am I a fraud? Am I worthy? Am I good enough? The worst of all questions, mm, am I good enough? Mm. How do you help somebody when they're in that space? You know, usually there's a, there's a cause. There's a reason they feel the way that they feel. And, uh, you know, one thing I've seen over and over and over again in my coaching practice, almost on a weekly basis, <clears throat> is there is a message that somebody received early on in life that they let take root like a tree inside their mind. And until that thing is uprooted, mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to get past these self-limiting beliefs. You know, I had a, I had a young man that came to me, his name uh, is Jeremiah, and he hired me and he had to go find the money because he really didn't have it. He was, he's been in the military for 16 years and, you know, on a military salary. Sure. But I, I said, why are you hiring me? He said, because I really kind of have this suspicion inside of me that I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. Right. I said, well, good. And I said, let's walk down that path and see what it looks like. Well, fast forward. It's uh, now a year and a half, almost two years later. He just put his notice into the military that he's quitting uh, his, his, his stay in the military. And I said, why are you quitting? He said, because it's costing me about 20 or $30,000 a month now because the business that you helped me start is generating so much cash. I can't keep doing the military. Wow. Wow. And this is a guy that came from zero experience. He had no, uh, no skill set necessarily, but working through my process with him, little by little, I was able to get him from survival mode. He's now in success mode. And very quickly, I think in the next two or three years, he's going to definitely be living, living a life of significance and impacting other people. But what he had, he obviously had the help and, and, and the roadmap that you helped him, um, you know, gave him the path to navigate, but he had the work ethic and the discipline to be able to follow through on the stuff that you suggested. Correct. You know, and thankfully he had those strengths when he came on board, but often there's people that come that don't have those strengths. For sure. So now we got to develop, okay, you know, I, I've seen people that have tremendous confidence, but they have no work ethic. And I'm like, what the heck are you so confident about? <laughs> <laughs> but the combination of confidence and the work ethic is, yeah. is unstoppable, unstoppable. Absolutely. So the pendulum swings both ways. Fantastic. So um, one of the things I've often experienced when helping clients to grow and scale a business is they're enjoying success. Things are going really well. And then there's a phrase I use, something will happen. It's like the wheels fall off the wagon. A curveball comes at them and, and it feels as if everything they've worked so hard for is now falling apart. And I just know that's part of the process. But you know, and I'd love to hear your take on that when they get when they're offered a challenge that really can feel like it's a, a very significant setback for them. You know, one one of the things that I teach um, with the people that are in my coaching program is is if you can get to the place where you really really believe that challenges and successes alike are the perfect vehicle to help you grow, mm -hmm. you'll have a different perspective when those challenges come. For sure. You see, if, if we can have the, the goal is the growth, not the personal growth is what I'm talking about. The yes. goal is the personal growth. If you can get that as your primary objective in life, it's amazing how much you'll be able to accomplish without the setbacks completely debilitating you. Because now this isn't happening to me, it's happening for me. Yeah. And that's and a powerful that's, distinction. 
Yeah, it is. And uh, unfortunately, people end up with what, what we call Plom syndrome. When something bad happens, they go into poor little old me syndrome. Yeah. And uh, that's what really sets us back because now what we're doing is we're reacting to the situation rather than responding to it. If we can respond positively to these situations and look at it almost as a blessing or as a good, good, good thing that's happened to us, hey, this is going to help me grow more than ever before. Now we can tackle it with the right mindset, the right perspective, and the right energy. Perfect. Uh, as human beings, we are great makers of meaning. And uh, if we can look at the things, no matter how hard the challenge may appear in the moment, as then this is going to serve me, this is happening for me, then we, we, we find the ways that it becomes a springboard for the next phase of growth. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I've seen some of the most amazing breakthroughs happen after somebody has gone through something tremendously challenging. And uh, over and over again with my students, you know, and, and I, I love being there when, when something, you know, does hit the fan. <laughs> I get text messages in two, two o'clock in the morning or whatever it is, and they know they can reach out to me. I like to give unlimited access when, when I'm coaching somebody, but you know, when that stuff happens, I'm just like, all right, well, let's see what this turns into. The, the problem though is too many people look at their problem almost like you would a, a termite under a microscope. Now, if you look at a termite, it's no big deal. It's just this little ant crawling on a tree and it's, it really isn't that scary. But if you put that sucker underneath a microscope and wind it down and really zoom in on it, <laughs> woo, it's a monster. It's it, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. It's the only thing I can see. I can't unsee it. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's really just helping people with their perspective and go, look, this is just a little termite. Stop focusing on it. And uh, by the way, that's another one of the principles I love to uh, share is it's, it's called the, the moth, uh, the moth syndrome where, you know, a moth will fly towards that flame because it just looks so good and so tantalizing. They just keep flying closer and closer. Next thing you know, boom, they're dead. And we do the same thing. We just, we just focus on the negative for so long that it ends up consuming us and, and uh, taking us further back than, than it needs to, rather than looking at it in the right spirit. And the moment we then get stuck in that downward spiral, it can be very hard for somebody to get out of that. And that, and that of course, is the benefit of having somebody like you to, to be there for them at that moment to help sort of do a course correction and get them back on, back on track. Oh yeah. You, you've got to have a support system. You know, I, I said from stage, uh, several years ago, if you don't believe in yourself, find somebody who does because nine times out of 10, other people can see the potential in you and they can see past your problems when you can't. Sure. And that's why it's so unbelievably important to have the right sphere of encouragers around you. And if you don't have encouragers, you might be in the wrong sphere. Yeah. Got to be around people that are encouraging you to go to the next level. They're, they're trying to achieve going to the next level. Um, I've got friends of mine that literally are professional world champion MMA fighters. Right. I love hanging out with these guys because they think differently. They act differently. Their self-discipline is at a different level. So I try to challenge myself by keeping the most positive people in my life that I can. So when the bad times do come, that support system can get you through it. Can you give me an example of a way that a world champion would think differently? Yeah, so let me brag on my, my best friend, Michael Chandler, for a minute. Uh, Michael Chandler, I, I reached out to him 
Oh, probably 10, 11 years ago now. I was just so impressed with his ability to fight, uh, his, his aggression and his, his confidence. I mean, just everything about him. I was like, man, I, this kid's amazing. And I knew at that point, he was not the world champion, but I reached out to him and I said, Hey man, I know you don't know me from Adam, but you are going to be a world champion. I said, mark my words, print this out, put it on your mirror and remember me because you are going to be the world champion. Well, he reached back out and he said, hey, thank you. And he said, by the way, I saw your company and maybe we can, you can help me with some of my internet stuff. So we did. Great. Not too long after that, he invited me to his world champion, first ever uh, title bout. Wow. And he was fighting a guy named Eddie Alvarez. And I think Eddie at the time was like 22 wins and two losses. And both of those losses were controversial. And I'm like, holy cow, he's fighting Eddie Alvarez. This guy is a beast. Well, we went out there and I sat on the side of the cage and I watched Michael and I was literally in disbelief. He was so confident he was going to win. He attacked Eddie Alvarez. He hit him with left, right, center. I mean, right from the beginning bell, just over and over. He was hitting him left and right, knees and uppercut, everything. He was just going for it. And Eddie was kind of shaking his head, looking at him like, are you serious? I'm Eddie Alvarez. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, Eddie Alvarez got, uh, in the fourth round, uh, Michael just was relentless, relentless. And eventually he got to a point where he got his back and he, he choked him into submission and he stood up and he grabbed his belt. And that was, uh, that was the first of many belts that Michael, Michael had won. But it's hanging around these people with that belief system, that intensity. They're different. They're different than the average person because they're not trying to be average. They're trying to be above average in everything that they can possibly do. And you know what? I think that really is what separates the winners. And I, don't, I don't even want to say losers. It's, it's really just winners from the average. Winners really believe in themselves and they're willing to do whatever it takes, even if it costs them, even if it costs them in sacrifice, in time, in money, in energy, no matter what the cost, they are going to do whatever it takes to get that belt. Love that. I love that. Now, one of the phrases that I know that you uh, use is RTO, recognize the opportunity. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's an acronym I came up with, uh, I don't know, probably 15 years ago. Um, I I had a a young sales team and, you know, they were running around the city, knocking on doors and trying to trying to sell, you know, digital marketing services and, um, I was, it was amazing to me because they would go all day and come back and say, oh, I struck out. There was nothing available. I'm like, are you kidding me? I said, there's opportunity everywhere. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, I was driving with one of those guys in the car and I looked over and I said, look at there. I said, on the side of that vehicle, there's a telephone number and it's a plumbing. It's a plumbing company. We can help plumbers. So I said, pick up the phone and call him. He goes, what? I'm like, pick up the phone and call the number off the side of the van. Well, he did and he got an appointment. And the next thing you know, he got a deal. The next thing you know, he believed in RTO, recognized the opportunity. And I think it's just, uh, again, it's activating the subconscious and telling the subconscious, hey, listen, there is an abundant world around us. There is so much opportunity everywhere, especially now. You and I were talking about this before the call. This crazy thing called the internet has flattened the world. We are all on the same page now. We can reach each other. You and I are thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away, but it's like we're in person because of technology. Yes. So if you can't recognize the opportunities that are presented to you in life, uh, there's something wrong with your recognition. So change it, fix it so that you can see and accept what the world is throwing at you. And that starts with that new perspective that things are happening for you rather than against you. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if, if you wake up every day and run out the door going, man, I can't wait to see what this free enterprise system is going to do for my life. What is available out there? I just got to keep my eyes open. I got to keep trying things. I got to keep making phone calls. And by the way, one of the, one of my old uh, quotes that I used to love is, is opportunities come in suits. Now we all don't wear suits as much as we used to. Sure. I remember we used to all, we all used to all dress for success. I kind of miss those days somewhat. Yeah. But you know, what I'm really saying is opportunities come in other human beings and other entrepreneurs and other people. So another thing that I really love to teach in my coaching program is the power of building winning relationships. Brilliant. If you can learn how to build those winning relationships, your opportunities will literally be endless. And when, you know, people are very, very busy day to day running their business, dealing with the operations of their business. What things can they do to build, nurture, then build winning relationships? Oh, well, you just brought up about three or four problems in that one sentence. Sure. Uh, number one, number one, if you're a business owner and you are caught up running in your business and you're not working on your business, mm -hmm. you're already doing something wrong. You need to get yourself in a place of delegation so that you can, uh, you can help the people that are on your team and still have the opportunity to go out there and, and spread your message and build your brand. So building, you want to do podcasts, you might want to do networking events, but again, opportunities come in suits. You've got to be in front of people. If you're just uh, working on the widgets day and night, your business won't grow. You've got to get to a place where you can build those winning relationships. Now, a couple, a couple things that, that I learned over time, and I think I already mentioned this is the importance of responding versus reacting. We all have bad things that happen. If you're a business owner, you got bad things happening. <laughs> part, goes right part now you're nodding your head up and down. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. It goes right. with it. Goes with the territory. <laughs> yeah. So if if you've got those bad things happening, how do you respond or react when they when they come your way? So I really spend a lot of time helping people um, realize that look, just because you had a bad 10 minutes doesn't mean you're going to have a bad day. Just because you had a bad 10 minutes doesn't mean you're going to have a bad month or a bad quarter or a bad year. Sure. Shake that stuff off as quickly as possible because the people that really succeed in business are the ones that are battle tested. They're, they're tough as a nail and uh, they've got a bulletproof mindset. So get yourself into that space and then become a person of value. Become a person of value so that you're attracting people to you. Have something to offer. You know, and again, you can do this from stages, podcasts, uh, interviews. There's so many different ways right now to become a person of value and share what you know. And when you do, the world will reward you in reverse. Again, going back to Zig's most famous quote, you can have everything you want in life if you will just help enough other people get what they want. Now, let me pick out one word out of there. If you can just help enough other people, enough, enough. What is enough? I don't know but I'm trying to reach as many people as I possibly can because I don't know enough, what enough is. Sure. So I'm just going to keep on reaching. Brilliant. One thing before, before we finish, I want you to talk a little bit about the time you spend every day in your performance planner, um, setting goals, working on your goals. This is a ritual that I believe that you do that I know makes a big, has and continues to make a big difference in your, in your, the results that you achieve. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, I, I run these networking events around Northeast Florida, and we've got about 30,000 business owners that uh, come and go out of these networking events when we run them. And one of the questions I would get over and over and over again, as I was talking to people in the crowd, Chris, what's your secret for success? What's one thing I can do? What's the most important thing? 
And I would answer it in all kinds of different ways. And as you can tell, I like to talk. So just blah, 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 you know, telling them all about success. But then I really thought about it one day and I said, you know what? I said, there's just, there is one thing that everybody could do that would make a dramatic difference. And uh, I got this performance planner from the Ziegler Corporation about, uh, gosh, 25 years ago. Well, each one of those performance planners has about uh, one year of information in there where you can open it up, you can see your calendar and you can start making your priorities and your tasks and filling out your day and thinking in advance and doing all of those things. Well, each one of those lasts about a year. Now, if you look, I've got, I've probably got about 20 of those things that represent, you know, a year for each year that I've been doing it. Great. And uh, it's a, it's personal accountability because once you set your goals long-term, Hey, this is what I'd like to generate in revenue for my business this year. And then I backtrack it. What's that mean each month? What's that mean each week? And what, tasks do I need to do each day? This simple performance planner can help you with your relationships. It can help you with your business. It can help you with your career. It can help you with your mental. It can help you with your family time. So really what we're trying to do is take a, an all encompassing approach to balance and this performance planner will help you do so. So if, uh, if you're interested in one of those performance planners, I think you can just go to Ziggler.com and find one of those. And there's lots of other planners too. I'm not saying that's the holy grail, but it's the one that I've been using and the one I teach my coaching students how to use as well. And then you spend 1% of your day every day working on yourself in that performance planner. Wow, you've done your research. I'm impressed. Yes, uh, 1% of 24 hours is 14 minutes. So people are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to spend all that time in a performance planner. It seems like a lot of work and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's 14 minutes out of your life. And you know what? If you can spend 14 minutes planning your day tomorrow, uh, you know, I'll tell you a quick, quick antidote. I, uh, I just had a hurricane come through here. I live in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Okay. And we had a hurricane coming and we had a good two weeks to prepare. We knew it was coming. So the one 10 that days in the Bahamas. Yes. Yeah. The one that just devastated the Bahamas. God yeah. bless those people. Yeah. And uh, so it was coming and I was about 10 days out. So I started preparing. Okay. I'm getting some water and I'm getting gasoline and I'm battening down the hatches and I'm doing all of those things. It is amazing what we can do when we're planning for a future event. Mm -hmm. No different than going on vacation. If you're planning on going vacation, I bet you're more productive the day before vacation than you ever were. For sure. Because now you got to write down everything. Oh, I got to have my food and I got to have some get the mail and who's going to take care of the dogs and, and what do I got to pack and what do I got to prepare for and what do I sand suntan lotion? Oh, so many things that we're just preparing and preparing and preparing for. Well, if you can take that same day before vacation or, or week before hurricane mentality and apply that every single day and have a planner to plot it out and see what you're supposed to do the tomorrow, mm. you can literally craft your perfect day every day. Now, will a day be perfect? Probably not. No. Challenges come and go. But uh, one of the things I love to teach my students is, look, schedule just five major priorities every day, just five days a week. And if you do those five priorities every day, five days a week, that's 25 priorities that you got completed in one week. Yeah. That's 100 in a month. Multiply that over, over a year. That's 1,200 major priorities that you completed for your life that year. Brilliant. It's virtually impossible for you not to grow. It's virtually impossible for you not to move forward with the progression of your life. I love that. Chris, thank you. So once again, your, uh, the URL for your, for your website, the Life Leverage Academy. It's live 
Large Academy, L-I-V-E, L-A-R-G-E, Academy. Live Large Academy, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Live Large Academy. There's a free training on the five foundational shifts that everybody needs to make to truly experience success, productivity, and happiness. And if people want to follow you on any of the social media channels, how do they do that? Yeah, I guess the easiest way is go to Coach Chris Patterson on Instagram. You can find me there. On YouTube, I've got a little show that I periodically interview people at, and that's uh, Chris Patterson Daily. So check me out on one of those channels and look forward to seeing you there. Chris, thank you so much for your time on the Business Mastermind podcast. It's been a, it's been a real privilege, sir. Oh, thank you. Uh, pleasure making your acquaintance today. And uh, go ahead and live large, everybody. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success, and create more impact.